Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. Amen. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I'm so glad each of you, you still don't have any sound? I'm glad each of you has joined us. Amen. All right. That's better. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to thank the Lord for allowing us the privilege of coming up on the air, sharing the word of God, having fellowship with one another, and we thank the Lord for his goodness, for his mercy, for his kindness, for his protection, for his abounding grace, for the fear of the Lord, for holiness, for humility, for faith, strength, Victory in spiritual warfare, truth, and favor over all MIC members. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. <laughs> Thank you. We are two thirds through this year, and it's been a whale of a year, if you know what I mean. We're we're two-thirds through this year, and it's amazing what the Lord has done in our midst. Amen? It's just amazing. So we want to give the Lord a thank you. Amen? Thank you, Lord. We want to thank him for his angelic protection for us. We want to thank him for his grace and mercy. And... We want to thank him for the growth that we've received. We're not the church where you sit for six months and hear everything that's being preached and ministered and do what we say do and you don't grow. We're not that church. We're the church where you come, you listen, you fully participate. Amen. You avail yourself to our resources. You allow the ministry of the word to apply to your own life. You don't just hear it, but you become a doer of the word. You change, and you have growth. And when you look back, you're not the same person that you were when you first met us. Amen? So it requires something on your part for it to happen. You have to learn to do as we're teaching you to do because the things we're teaching you is what God wants you to do. And it's the people that do what God wants them to do that are going to heaven. And as I recall, going to heaven is an important thing to people, especially once they know they're about to die. So I wouldn't wait that long to get started. (laughs) Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't advise you to wait that long. But I would say this. Getting to know the Lord and walking with him is the most rewarding situation and circumstance in your life. I recently had to tell someone that they need to decide if they want to go to be with Jesus or if it's okay with them to just go to hell. It got down to that. It really did. Because there comes a place where you have to decide, are you going to go on with the Lord or not? There are some tough places in everyone's Christian walk. And you have to decide what's more important to you. Is it Jesus or is it pleasing someone or something else? Who's going to be first in your life? And some of us are facing that now. And some of us are still trying to decide if we want to be with Jesus or if we want to go the easy route or what appears to be the easy route. There's no easy route in Jesus. It doesn't exist. It never has. When you look at his example and you see what Jesus went through and the circumstances he had to deal with, you know that there's no easy route in God. It's a persevering route. It's a route that tests your faithfulness. It it tests your endurance, your willingness to endure what otherwise you wouldn't put up with. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for helping us, for strengthening us, for showing us what we ought to do. And for giving us the strength to carry it out. Amen? This is not a a cakewalk. This is for those who have a made-up mind and heart that they want to be with Jesus. In the hour that we're living in, we're being extremely challenged in being Christians. And we're being challenged on our jobs. They're telling us that they want us to call people by pronouns that we know are wrong. They want us to take uh, uh, shots, questionable uh, injections into our body, and uh, we know our bodies belong to Jesus. You know, everywhere we go, somebody's trying to pry into our business a little bit more. They want to know something else about us that they really don't need to know. They're just nosy and prying. And it's because the government is trying to make ways, and the globalists who are controlling the government want to control your life, your everyday mood, what you watch on television, or if you turn the news on at all. They want to keep up with where you are via your cell phone and the signals from the satellite. They want to know every little thing about you so that they can control you. That's their idea. They want to control you. They want to control what you eat, where you take your children. They want to control what you teach your children. There isn't any area that I can see thus far where they haven't tried to control everything. I was uh, quite upset this morning because I saw this um, this uh, video on the Internet. I can't even tell you how I got there. And I can't put it in the chat room because it's too vulgar. We have a holy chat room. And I can't place it in there. I can't put that link up there because it simply is just entirely too vulgar to post. And what it was, was it was a Q 
kids' show. It's like on Saturday, you know, they have shows just for kids with kids on the show. Well, there were kids in the show, and the kids were sitting in the chairs watching what was on the stage. And what was on the stage was adults, all of them standing there in the nude, about six adults standing in a line, you know, like uh, uh, one of those game shows. They're just standing up. And you can see everything, okay? And they're standing there in the nude. And what they're standing there telling the children is why they had their trans operation and how their trans operation made them feel. Oh, it made me feel free. It made me feel wonderful. Oh, I feel this and I feel that. And I just had, they made it seem like it was nothing to it. And I was so disturbed by that. I was so disturbed. I was seriously in shock. I was so disturbed by that. It took a while. Calm down. And I'm saying, Lord, I can't even tell the saints that this foolishness is going on. It wasn't in English. It was in another language, but they put the the little type down there so you could see what they were saying. And it was utterly disgusting beyond words. Here you have six adults, and they're telling about how they had their body parts removed so that uh, they could have a pretend body part and, and, and be this and be that and be the other that they weren't born to be. And the kids are sitting there, oh, it's fine. Oh, this is normal. This is all right. This is cool. That's how my day sort of got started. And I didn't realize it had gotten to that point. You have a kid's show with kids on it. You know, these kids were like under 10 years old. And they're right in front of them, no screens, none of that. No, 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 just blatant, bare, unvarnished. Adult standing there with no clothes on at all, not a strip of clothes. If it was, I surely did miss it. And they're standing there telling how they had this part removed and that part removed, and and now they feel so free and such and such because now they can pretend that there's something they're not. Okay, so some days you really do need to pray for your pastor. It was just too much. And I said to the Lord, why am I going to fuss about this now? The damage has been done. These children have been exposed to something that they shouldn't be exposed to even as adults. And this was a kid's show. This was a kid's show. So how many kids were out there watching this TV and their parents were busy doing something else, cleaning in the house or mowing the lawn or whatever it was they had to do while the kids are sitting there staring at TV and this is what they're watching. You see, I'm a believer that if you're going to have a kid, you're going to let them in this hour, in this day, watch television, you have to be watching it too. If they're going to be on the computer, you've got to be there too. You see, they have all these sublingual, some subliminals, 
and other things. And I had a report years ago of um, one of my family members, her grandson was over at her house, and he was on the computer, and he he wasn't on any bad page or anything. He was just going from one place to the other. And all of a sudden, something interjected into the screen, and all he could see was this huge male member on the screen. And he he went and told her. He told his grandma. He said, Grandma, I see such and such on the screen. So what they did was they turned the computer off. I mean, no, I mean turned the whole thing off, service and everything. So it's not enough to work all week, sometimes two jobs, some parents even three. To tell your children, you know, to go to provide for them everything that you can provide, to do everything you can do for them, because you have the globalists going after your children. And you have the LGBTQIA plus children, too. In the schools, they're exposing them to stuff. And then if my maternal grandmother were alive, she might come up there with a broomstick and beat the living daylights out of them. I'm pretty sure she would have. She wouldn't have put up with it for a minute. And maybe <laughs> maybe that's where I got that part from. You know, it's disgusting. It was so disgusting, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even have words for it. It was absolutely horrid to your nieces, your nephews, your godchildren, your grandchildren, and talk to them about truth, about how important it is to maintain personal integrity and truth. Truth, not lies, but truth. You see, they're so gullible and vulnerable and naive, they swallow anything and everything. Just like a sponge. They don't know that grown-ups tell lies to the extent that they do. You know, when when uh, the teacher says you can go to the drag show with the drag queen, then they think it's okay. No, it's not okay. I was, the first time I saw a drag show, my goodness, I was, whoo, my goodness, I was past 40. And I saw the mild version, not the, not the real raunchy one, I saw the mild version. And I sort of talked to one of them after the show. And what he said to me is, you remind me of my aunt so-and-so-and-so. You got that same look on your face. I take it that meant his aunt was a Christian, and she was a very serious Christian at that. Well, you never saw one? Well, dear, I wasn't all that far from where you live when I saw it. Mm. I was out having dinner with some friends, and they didn't warn me that they were going to take me to one of these. They wanted to take me to one of these so I could see what these people were doing. They knew that if they had told me, I wouldn't have been there. But I'm glad that the Lord allowed them to get away with it. Why? 
because there are times when Christians need to be exposed to certain things that are very disturbing to us. No, we don't like it. Yes, we are opposed to it, but we need to be exposed to certain things at certain times because what we don't want to do is be like somebody who puts their head in the sand and everything goes on around them and they have no understanding of what's going on. So they don't pray and they don't pray effectively. Sometimes some ugliness has to drop in the picture, your eyes get open, you understand, and God doesn't have to spend two weeks trying to explain to you what's going on. That's right. People in Sodom and Gomorrah, you have to go back and reread the story and understand that Lot's son-in-laws were not gay, but they were in Sodom and Gomorrah. They were in Sodom. And they were just they were hanging out there, you see. They lived there. However, when the warning came to leave, they didn't go. So they perished with everyone that was sinning in Sodom. You see, when the judgment comes, it's not just going to be the ones participating. It's going to be the ones that are too open to it as well. She said, well, what do you mean? Well, okay, remember? Uh, in Orlando, in that club, in that nightclub, a lot of people got killed. Everyone that got killed in there was not gay, but they was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong group of people. You understand? So it's important to teach your kids and to teach them your faith. Teach them your faith. So they get to know the Lord Jesus. They get acquaintance with the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit says don't go there, they have common sense enough to listen and not go there. See, sometimes people get killed because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's not that they were a participant in the wickedness going on. They were just out of place. So. As I was saying, we have to pass our faith on to the young people because they'll walk, all they know is what they, they what comes up on their phone, their friends are telling. And so that pretty much forms their whole world. And adults, they're just foreigners, you see. They're crazy. They don't know what they're talking about anyway. They're too old. Everything's, you know, all the same usual lies. But they need to know about our faith. They need to know about our God. They need to know how to live a righteous life. You know, there are a lot of us that were moral. We weren't saved, but we were moral because we were raised by people who took us to church and told us the difference between right and wrong. And they made sure that we clearly understood it. They they understood the importance of not talking about every single thing in front of us. You see, there were some conversations that adults, it used to be this way, had, they wouldn't have them in front of children. In fact, if they were going to have that conversation, you had to leave and go someplace else. You had to go outside and play. 
they wouldn't talk about it in front of you. And if they did, they went in the code. They wouldn't tell you that the girl down the street got pregnant. They would say something else so that the other adult clearly understood what happened, but you didn't know anything. Why? You didn't need to know about that kind of thing at that time. You didn't need to know about that. You needed to, a child needed to stay in a child's place. You need to be a child when you're supposed to be a child. So when it's time to be an adult, you can be an adult. And you aren't tarnished and defiled with all the wickedness that goes on in the world. But we don't, we don't protect the innocence of our children anymore. We do not protect as a culture. We don't protect their innocence anymore. Oh, we think it's okay for them to learn about sexuality on the Internet. It's not okay for anybody of any age, at any time, under any circumstances, to learn about sexuality on the Internet. That's just as wrong as it can be. I mean, everything under the sun comes on television. Even I, I, I went to Amazon to look for something today that has nothing to do with adults. And then all of a sudden there's this advertisement with this plus-size woman with not enough clothes on. It's appalling to me. And I know what that is. But, you see, you sent the kid up there and told him he could go buy him some kind of whatever it was he wanted and look on Amazon. Well, he pulls up Amazon, and that's, and that's what's in his face. So, said all of that to say this. We need to share our faith. We need to share our faith. We need to tell the truth to our children, too. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over our young people and over the children in the world, the children that are in Christian homes, the children that are in foster homes, the children that are wherever they are. And we plead the blood of Jesus over their minds and over their hearts. And we ask you, Father, care of them to protect them and to take care of them and to keep evil and wicked people away from them in Jesus' name. Evil, wicked, vile people away from them in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Thankful Father, we know you are always there for us. Thank you for calling us into fellowship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Not one word of all your good promise this has ever failed in our lives, and we know you will never leave us nor forsake us. We rejoice in the certain knowledge, Father, that you are our very present help in times of need. 
Throughout our lives, we have never seen the righteous forsaken. Even when we are lacking in faith, Father, you are always faithful to us. We know you know us because we are yours. You always hear our cry. You know our ways. You recognize our voice. How we thank you that we are your servants and you always deal well with us. Father, thank you for always being faithful to your word. It gives us great confidence to realize that your word will never return to you empty, but it will always accomplish what you desire, and it will achieve the purposes you have in mind. You always have, and I know you always will, faithfully accomplish your purposes in our lives. We know you will keep us, Father. Your word never fails. Thank you for letting us experience your great faithfulness in our hearts and in our souls. Thank you for loving us. You are our faithful father, and you always keep your covenant with us. You, our great and glorious father, will never permit our foot to be moved. Thank you for never sleeping or slumbering as you watch out for us. We know you are watching out for us even now. Thank you for always being there for us. We rejoice in the knowledge that your mercy endures forever. Amen. I want to thank all of you who continually come up 30 minutes before the broadcast and intercede for the broadcast. I want to thank you on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, and Miracle Outreach Ministries. Amen. Amen. And also want to thank the saint who put the words, who posted the words to our war song. Our war song for this season, we have a war song, and I, I put the link in, in the chat room a couple of days ago, and um, someone was kind enough to find the lyrics and post them, and I want to thank them for doing so. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I realize that there are probably some of you that you don't have children in your neighborhood per se. And um, so you may or may not be participating the same way some others are. I would ask you to intercede for us as we do our, what is right toward these children. Amen? Pray for us. Intercede for us. Amen? You know there was a, a fight. I think it was um, a war. I think it was Ziklag where David and the men went back to recover what was lost. But there were some that had, they were weary, and they were tired, and they stayed behind with the stuff. And when they came back with the spoils, some said they didn't want to share the spoils. And David said, no. Amen? No, don't do that. They are as much a part of this as we are. God has blessed us all. The same a blessing goes to those who went to the battle as those who stayed behind with the stuff. Amen? So that's that's about how, you know, if that's how it fits with you, then I ask you to pray for us. Amen? I ask you to pray for us. It's going to be important because the devil is not happy that are filled with the Spirit of God 
and are filled with his word are going to act on the Great Commission. Amen? Especially considering all the wickedness that the enemy likes to do during this season. We want to thank God that he's providing us with extra angelic protection and his presence, and he will be with us every step of the way. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the armor of God, and we thank you that you have supplied all of our need according to your riches and glory. You are our shepherd, and we shall not want. We cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, all evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Praise the Lord. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks, all leviathan spirits and their attacks, all brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, Passive devils and their attacks, sorcery devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in Jesus' name. We bind all targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid. We bind all microwave frequency weapons and 5G. Everything coming off from outer space, as we term it, from any satellite, from any orbit, from any station on any planet coming through the airways to attack people, beings coming against us in Jesus' name. We send them back. We raise the shield of faith and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Anything coming through the cell towers and through our electronic devices, we bind those, that wickedness in Jesus' name. 
coming through our computers even, in Jesus' name. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology uh, attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult, forced feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, post-microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Chinese, Japanese, Polynesian, Indigenous groups, all island groups, all covens, be they covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, witch doctors, shamans, divinators, we break their powers and we break their grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever they conjure up goes back to them and stays with them in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bind all global cabals, especially those groups that think it is their privilege and opportunity to control the world. We break their grip and hold in the name of Jesus. We bind their agendas and their methodologies. We bind their tactics. We bind the cooperation with them in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for continuing to uncover because you are the revealer of every secret. We thank you, Lord, for showing us continually every wicked, evil, and unrighteous thing that they are planning and are doing, that we might present it to the righteous judge and request his adjudication in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord for showing us all about Epstein and all about his wickedness and all of the high-ranking uh, people that attended his particular island place where evil took place. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, it's also happening in the schoolroom, everywhere. Places that we least suspect, evil is lurking. So, Father, we ask you to keep uncovering the evil. Sometimes it's very unpleasant to encounter it, Lord, like it was for me this morning. But it's an important encounter. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, from my position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, what I viewed this morning, I request adjudications upon every facet of it, every part of it, even the motivation for it, from the righteous judge in Jesus' name. Had I not run into it, I couldn't pray this prayer. So I want to thank you, Lord, that even though it was most distasteful, it's very effective. 
and I give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' holy name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs. Trapping them in their own web. We bind all witchcraft dedications, rituals, sacrifices done on the phases of the moon. We bind spirits of infirmity supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits and spirits of infirmity. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spice, touch, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, assassinate, defile, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, some of the saints are still getting home from work. We ask that you protect them. We ask, Father, for every uh, booby trap of the enemy, every surprise attack launched of the enemy that's waiting for them to get home, We bind that attack, and we send it back on the attackers in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it right back where it came from. Every attack, every attack must go back in the name of Jesus Christ. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders. According to the covenant, we bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, foodless, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender. According to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us, 
and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling in the satellite against the website in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your intervention. We return to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and all form of the occult, all forms of the occult being used against the body of Christ and Jesus' name. We return all Nigerian witchcraft from whence it came, all tribal witchcraft, all Chaldean witchcraft. Every Chaldean, hex, vex, spell, all the devices that that group uses. You know, Lord, that's an old group. They were horrible in the Old Testament, and they're horrible still today. Many of them practice some of the same kid magic practices from years ago. Moses had a problem with them, and the saints are still having problems. So, Father, we ask you to intervene on behalf of the body of Christ and deal with the wicked Chaldeans in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We request from the righteous judge your adjudication on all of their wickedness in the name of Jesus Christ, all their evil, all their occult actions, all their attacks against every Christian they run in contact with. We ask you to release whatever you decide to release and to handle it as you see fit, Father. But we thank you, Lord Jesus, as the righteous judge, for releasing your adjudication in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> we bind all Spanish witchcraft, and we return it to sender in Jesus' name. We are breaking and destroying all social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We're binding superficial religious acts, binding magics for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchronicity, binding and caging Poseidon and all other deep water demons, in the name of Jesus Christ, stripping them of their crowns and powers and giving them to Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending, the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the spirit and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bile PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness and send them into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, 
sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, idle mind, unfocused mind, all fear, all fear. Mm-hmm. Combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals in Jesus' name. Yes, we do. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and pact. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, the rituals of every secret society and the works and rituals and dedication of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and lose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcrafts back on their own head as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father that you have given us power of all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive with the spirit of God of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in in whom we serve and obey. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, to leave us now. And every demon that's come through our computers or our cell phones all day long, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted and were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place in Jesus' name. 
Father, we lift before you Julian Assange. We plead the blood of Jesus over him, Father. We thank you for stationing warring angels around him to protect him, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Lord, we cover ourselves and our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all interference with successful transportation in Jesus' name. And we thank you that you have dispatched your angels to protect us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. We thank you for your wall of fire that surrounds us with the glory in the midst. We thank you for warring, linking angels, Father. We thank you for the praising angels, but most of all, we thank you for your holy presence. We thank you and we give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord, we are walking in the midst of trouble, and yes, you are reviving us. Thank you that you continually stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we pull out every sharp pain, every voodoo pen, fiery dart, pen, needle, spear, witchcraft, curse, whatever it may be that has come from the demonic realm against us. And we boomerang it back in Jesus. We destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We utterly destroy and melt all false shields with your fire. We utterly destroy and tear down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, divinators, sorcerers, and liars in Jesus' name. We break and destroy the power of all of their charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, and curses, fetishes, all their witchcraft, psychic thoughts and prayer, all their brain frequency meditation, sorcery, magic, <clears throat> excuse me, pain, sickness, destruction, and torment, all of their ungodly blessings, incantations, incantations, incense and candle burnings, root works, crystals, hoodoo, tribal rituals and sin, and psychic warfare. We send it all back in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, we know with this season, there are many wicked and evil things that these people do. They, they, they participate in human sacrifice, animal sacrifice, any kind of sacrifice they can do. They also think that sex is one of their highest forms of gaining power, that and using drugs. So, Father, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over all forms of sex, all illegal forms of sex and sexual behavior, and we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain it with eternal chains under darkness. We send those devils, those wicked devils, into the spiritual cages. And we ask you, Father, to release your angels to do what's necessary to be done to capture them in Jesus' name. To the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. 
Lord, every witch, warlock, wizard, sorcerer, diviner, pagan, and liar, we put them under the feet of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You're a good God. Amen. You're a good God. We return to sender. Spirits of murder, bitterness, hate, sorcery, wizardry, jealousy, envy, blindness, bondage, and heaviness in Jesus. Father, we break every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus off the members of Miracle Internet Church. And we thank you, Lord, for your love. And we release the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord, over the members of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everybody said amen. Amen. Featured psalm for tonight is Psalm 64. And our verse for meditation comes from the next psalm, Psalm 65. Verses 1 through 3. Psalm 65, verses 1 through 3. Our featured ebook is The Spirit of Lust. You know, we talked about that last time. The Spirit of Lust. And we bind that devil in the name of Jesus Christ in every member of Miracle Internet Church. Flesh and demons work together. And yes, it is true, they do. So tonight we're going to talk about defeating worry. You know, we had our young sister come up the other night for prayer, and she said she was worried about this and worried about that, and she's a very, 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 very new Christian. And I told her that worry was a sin. And so tonight we're going to teach on it so that she will understand and everyone else will understand how very important it is to be aware of this situation and to guard against it, amen, to fight back against it in Jesus' name. So, saints of the Most High God, beware, beware. Satan is using worry to attack Christians. Yes, that's an attack. That's what it's called. Worry is an attack against you. You are being attacked by Satan. Amen? Everybody got that part? Okay, we'll move on. Satan is using worry to attack Christians. Yes, worry, a forbidden sin. Worry is used to torment and oppress our minds until we are so bound with worry and doubting that we are handcuffed and unable to release our faith to receive what we need from God. Now, saints, that's a very serious situation, that worry has come to attack you and that you have not overcome to the point That's as if you're handcuffed. You're unable to get your faith to work. And it keeps you 
from releasing your faith to God so that you can receive from him what you need. That's a very, very serious situation because Christians need to receive from God all the time. Christians need to release their faith to God all the time. Amen? So any time that worry and doubt begin to attack your mind, that's an attack. You can't just sit there and be passive. You've got to do something about it, and you've got to do something right then. Amen? You can't just act like nothing's happening. Amen. Praise God. At Miracle, we have the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room so that we can receive righteous agreement with our request to God. However, it should be noted that prayer requests must be listed for this support to be available. Some of you no longer enter your request, and God has taken note of it. Amen. Some of you no longer enter your prayer request, and God has taken note of it. Worry saints, by the way, all right, if you have something that you feel is too personal to enter into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, write me and tell me about it. Amen. That's available to you should you decide that that's what you ought to do. Amen. Worry, saints, is a sin. Amen. But I rarely read a prayer request concerning it. I know it's prevalent in this church. But I rarely see a prayer request concerning it. Amen. Amen. So let's do what we know to be right. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 25, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink. Nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment, more than clothes? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? Or which of you, by taking thought, can lose ten pounds? Think about it. And why take ye thought for clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. No, they just bloom. That's about all they do. They come up every year. They look the same every year. They don't care that they're wearing what appears to be the same outfit every year. They're not worried about being in vogue. They're lilies, and they look good anyway. Amen. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. God says, quit acting like the heathen. Stop it. Who do not have a heavenly father who provides for them. You are a child of God. Act like it. The heathen take pride in all the things they fret and worry about, and they are deeply concerned about them. They take pride in this. You shouldn't be doing the same. You have a father who loves you and who takes care of you and provides for your needs and even some of your wants. Amen. So we are not to fret or worry or to be anxious about anything at all. Live one day at a time, and God will take care of you. So you can't say, well, Pastor, that's easy for you to say. Uh, Yes, it's easier to say because I've done it. Ah. You see, you have to start somewhere doing what is right. And you have to continue until it becomes such a discipline in your life and such a habit that it is, it comes first. You automatically do it. When you're disciplined, you do the right thing automatically. No one has to prompt you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So we are not to fret, worry, or be anxious about anything at all. Now, I know you have heard me say this many times before. I'm saying it because it needs to find a deeper place in each of us. We are not to worry about anything at all. Amen. Satan's strategy to disarm you, to take your weapon from you by taking away a most powerful weapon from you, the word of God. Well, how is Satan going to take the word of God from me? All right. Satan knows the power of the word of God. Jesus used the word to defeat Satan. And we've talked about that on many times, on many occasions. So now you know it too. Since Jesus used the word of God to defeat Satan, you must do it too. We've talked about this. 
Satan knows that without the scriptures, saints will become weak, listless, and powerless to resist him. At Miracle, we teach you to play the King James Version scriptures over yourself and in your environment 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or as much as possible. This practice changes your environment. This practice changes your environment. It affects your mind and spirit. Satan hates it. Also, it is easier to hear God when you do so. We had a testimony a particular time that one of the saints heard me say that. And so at first she didn't see that it was any point in doing that, but then she decided later she would try it out. So she had the word playing in the house, and as she was walking through the room, a phrase of what was being spoken caught her, and it was unctioned by the Holy Ghost to her. And she understood that God was trying to tell her what that scripture was saying. So you see, when you don't fill yourself and your atmosphere with the word, you miss opportunities to hear from God. Amen? You miss opportunities while you're um, putting the clothes in into the laundry. And it's playing, you hear God, golden opportunities that should not be uh, neglected. Furthermore, when it's playing in the house, and you come in from outside in the world, it has a cleansing effect on you. Amen. It has a cleansing effect on you. And your spirit man receives it whether you are awake or not, because he's not asleep. He's awake. Your spirit man is strengthened from exposure to the word of God. Amen? So we thoroughly encourage you to do that. Since there is nothing that Satan can do to destroy the scriptures, he will bombard your mind with worry until the word becomes ineffective and unproductive in your life. It'll sort of be like you're tired and not. Or you can't go any further. Amen? Jesus, our Savior, exposed three strategies that Satan uses to disarm us. You see, we pray about the armor of God, and we pray about our weaponry. But Satan is coming to take those things away if he can. And we shouldn't be the ones allowing him to do it. Amen? Amen. So let's go to Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1 and verse 1. Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 1. 
chapter 1, verse 1. Praise God. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Is this the scripture I wanted? I think I picked the wrong one, Jesus. Hold on. No, this isn't the right one. Hold on. Let me see what what I left out. Mhm. Okay. That was supposed to be Mark chapter 4. Correction. Mark chapter 4. Verses 1, Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. I apologize. Amen. Ah, that's better. Amen. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. And he began again to teach by the seaside. That's better. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. We're in Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. Then many things by parables. And said unto them in his doctrine or teaching, Hearken, in other words, listen up. Behold, there went out a sower to sow, a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So he's wanting us to pay attention so we can do the right thing. Jesus taught a parable, a picture story about a person who sowed seeds and how each of those seeds landed in different places and grew differently or not at all. Amen. Not at all. Later on, Jesus explained to his disciples the spiritual meaning of the parable. This explanation 
reveals three specific methods that Satan uses to hinder the growth of the word. Number one, method number one is found in Mark chapter four, beginning with verse 14. Mark chapter four, you're already there, beginning with verse 14. The sower soweth the word. The sower soweth the word, the word of God, the Holy Scripture. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. You know, it's very interesting for me to stand behind the pulpit and preach for an hour, hour and a half, whatever it may be, and then after the sermon, immediately thereafter, to ask someone what was said during the sermon, and they can barely tell you one or two things. And so my question is, if you don't know what was taught to you, how are you going to retain it, and how are you going to utilize it? Are you just sitting there letting words pass over you? Are you grabbing hold to those words and pulling them inside so that you can meditate on them, they can become a part of your life, and you can put what was taught in the sermon to work? Well, let me tell you, the people that just sit there and listen and they don't take hold of the word, they don't pull it inside of them, they don't hide it in their heart, when it's time to use it, they won't have it. You see, these scriptures, this practice that I've just described, is your weapon against the enemy. But if you don't receive the weapon, if you don't receive the bullet, if you don't hide the word in your heart when it's time to shoot the enemy, you won't have a thing to use. I think you can understand that. It's important. It's very important, thing that you hide the word in your heart to keep you from sinning against God, but also this is your main weapon. This is the weapon. The enemy's going to show up. That's what he does. He's not going to bypass your house just because you hung a Christian flag outside. That's not going to do it. He's going to show up because that's what he does. But you've got to have something ready to not only defend yourself, but to move into offensive warfare. You've got to have the word. Amen? You've got to have the word. This is the explanation that Jesus was giving. He was explaining the strategies that the devil is using to steal the word from you so you won't have any bullets to shoot at him. He doesn't want you to be able to defeat him and take him down. But you have to. It's part of your survival. So, 
The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. And guess what they do? They just sit right there and let him do it. That's passivity, saints. Stealing the word out of our heart. Many Christians today hear the word of God, yet do not receive it into their heart. Some do not understand it, yet they do not write me at gproom at outlook.com to ask a question either. Ooh. Yep. See, the devil will come steal from you if you allow him to. If you refuse him, he won't get away with it. All right, that was method number one, the devil coming to steal steal the word from us. He's a thief, you know. He's a thief. Method number two is found in Mark chapter 4, verses 16. Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. This method you might call hiding the word. The first method that he uses is stealing it. Now he wants to hide the word. We have several of these saints in miracle. Yes, we do. If Satan cannot steal the scriptures out of your heart, then his next method or strategy is to try to make it of none effect by bringing tribulation or persecution before it has time to take root. All right, you just heard that word, and you're holding on to it. That's good, very good. You're doing a very good job. However, here comes the devil with some circumstance, some situation, to get your mind off what it's been focusing on, holding on to that word, holding on to that word, saying it to yourself over and over and over, recasting the broadcast, recasting the broadcast, playing it over and over and over and over and over and over till it gets down in you, till it gets down in you. Here he comes with some foolishness to get you off track, to distract you, to get you running around in circles acting like you've never heard of God at all. That's what he does. And so before this word has had time to take root, you're off somewhere else and you've forgotten all about it. Amen. It has happened to almost every Christian that I've ever met. Amen. It's happened to almost every Christian that I've ever met at some point. They get, they've been waiting for this answer from God. It comes across the pulpit. They grab it, but before they can get it down in them, Satan comes with some foolishness to get them off course, some foolishness to get them off track. And before they know it, they've forgotten all about what it was they were expecting from God. That's the way it works. You see, he's sly and sneaky, but he can be caught. So, many Christians gladly receive, many Christians 
gladly receive the word of God concerning the promises and blessings of God, but they are unwilling to accept, unwilling to accept. That's dangerous. They are unwilling to accept the parts of the word that teach that we must also be willing to suffer, face persecution, and lose their life for the sake of the gospel. They like the promises that sound, oh, I'm going to get something. I'm going to get something from the Lord. I've come to give a blessing. They like all of that. But on the other side, they don't want any suffering, any persecutions, and don't you talk about losing any part of their life. All right, so let's read the scripture, Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. They're not fully committed saints, and there's a lot of them who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. When affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. You know, there are people who are your friends in Christianity because you're a stronger Christian than they are. And that's not completely bad. But when they get to the point that they're depending on you and they're not progressing in their own relationship with the Lord, that's when it's bad. Because they've made you their source instead of the Lord. They've made you their source instead of the Lord. You know, you have to be very careful sometimes with certain people, not with all people, but with certain people, how you bless them. I had, uh, I think I told you about this friend once. I think I told you the other night. I have this friend, and she was going through some financial hard times. She lived in a different city. And she was uh, in divinity school. And so the Lord didn't tell me to do this. I just decided out of the kindness of my heart that I would help her with her light bill every month. Nobody told me to do it. It was just out of the kindness of my heart, out of my own charity and benevolence. And so this went on for about six months. Each month before her light bill was due, I would have sent her some funds to help Allay some of the costs Because you know And sometimes in the summertime It can get The bill can be kind of hot And then all of a sudden one day This thought hit me You know you better check this out And make sure that this person Is really depending on God And not depending on you So this one month I didn't send it I sent it about six or seven months And this one month, I didn't send it. And she really lost it on me. She went off on me, 
and tried to tell me that I was not doing what God said to do and on and on and on and on. And I knew she was wrong because, first of all, nobody has access to my prayer closet with the Lord but the Lord and I. Number two, God didn't tell me to do it to begin with. I just did it. So all of that that she went through saying just didn't work. See, sometimes when you bless people, they forget about God using you to bless them. All of a sudden, their eyes are on you. And that's when the problem starts. And you have to pray. I had to learn this. And detach yourself from the gift once you've released it. Or else you end up forming a tie with that person that God didn't authorize. Uh-huh. And it starts problems. It starts a lot of problems. You see, the Bible says we're to be circumspect and not as fools. That means we're supposed to be spiritually alert and pay attention. You know, this can happen even with family members. They become dependent on you for a certain thing, and they completely get their eyes off of God. Amen? Just a word to the wise. Praise God. So, as the scripture was saying, these people have no root in themselves, and they endure but for a time. Then when affliction and persecution arises, they are offended for first reason or the other. Amen? So, and it's that way. When um, when you pray for people sometimes, they're dependent on you to pray for them every single time to get them out of their situation that they usually most often get themselves into. And then this one time the Lord intervenes and says, eh. and so you can't do what you usually do. And they're mad at you because you didn't make God do something for them. Hello, it's a real world with real scriptures, a real God, and real problems, okay? Amen. Don't allow people to become too dependent on you. Do not step beyond the grace that God gives you to be a blessing to people. Once you've completed the task he gave you, that's it. You did it. You're done. You're finished. It's over. You know, it, it, it even happens with parents and children. You have a child that's in their 60s, and they're not a child. They've been old and grown for a long time. And the mother is still sending uh, the credit card through the mail, even though the credit card company keeps telling them, quit sending your card through the mail to so-and-so and so. And they're running up the bill. And so when her little check comes, she's paying off the bill. This goes on till the... Little mother just drops dead, and they're still charging up the car. Yes, it happens. It's not it's not wonderful, but yes, it happens. See, you're not supposed to be their surrogate God. You're only supposed to be used of God as he deems necessary 
for the period of time necessary, not a second more. Or else you run the risk of becoming an idol in their lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So you learn to use some wisdom. You go to the Lord and ask for some, and he will supply. The Bible says if any man lacks wisdom, to ask of God, and he'll give it liberally. So perhaps we should do that more often. Amen. Amen. Saints, it is important to receive God as he presents himself and his kingdom in the Holy Scriptures. It is? Yes, it is. It is important to receive God as he presents himself and his kingdom in the Holy Scriptures. You cannot make God to be who you want him to be by only accepting certain scriptures. And people do this all the, all the time. You know, there's a scripture where God says he kills and he makes a lie. Oh, no, God doesn't do that. Yes, he does, and he says he does. So you can't make him the God that doesn't do that. Well, he killed all the people on the earth and all the animals except for eight people and the male and female pairs that he sent into the ark. That is right. That's exactly what he did. He wiped out the whole rest of the population of the world. God doesn't. Yes, he does. Not only did he do it, but he can do it again and again and again and again and again. It's his prerogative. He is God. Your God, uh, it says cursed is this one if they do this, and cursed is this one if they do that. That's right. That's what he said, and that's what he meant. He lets people be cursed? Yes. He gives you the explanation. If you do this, you bring a curse on yourself. So it's up to you to choose not to do that thing. Amen. You can't twist Jesus Christ into who you want him to be. He is who he is. And that is how you must receive him. To Moses and to all of us, he said, I am that I am. In fact, let's go over to Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. You know, we have a lot of people now who don't like God as he's presented in the King James Version of the Bible. So they don't want the one that's in the King James Version. They want to have the God of their own understanding. They want the God to be what they want it to be and the way they think, and that's the way it is. No, that's not it. You can't change God. He changes not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, And God unto Moses, 
I am that I am. And he said, and he meant it, and he still means it, and that's never going to change. You can't fashion God to be who you want him to be. He is who he is, and we are to submit ourselves to him and reverence him. So as a result, when Satan attacks, their minds become so preoccupied with the problems they are facing that the truth and power of the word of God is hidden from them and they are unable to sing. Why? Because they don't want to receive truth. See, you have to develop a love for the truth, even if the truth upsets you. You have to choose to prefer truth versus anything else. The truth that I learned this morning was upsetting to me, but it was important so that I could pray. It wasn't pleasant, but it was needful. So stop running from truth. You know, right after I saw that, I saw where uh, this mother called a, a gay bar asking for advice. She said her son just uh, came out to her and told her he was gay. So she she didn't know what to say, so she called the gay bar and asked questions. Sorry she didn't have a pastor. Amen. Amen. So, as a result, when Satan attacks, if we've not had the word to take root in us and we come into some uncomfortable situation that is not pleasing to us, we can't just pitch the word out because, well, it just doesn't fit this, you know? It just, it just doesn't fit. I, I just don't understand. Humble yourself and go see God. Get in your prayer closet. Now, the third method we find in Mark chapter 4, verse 18. Mark chapter 4, verse 18. And I call this choking the word. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and other and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Top of my head, how about this example? You've been tithing on your job for years and then the Lord blesses you and promotes you to a position where you make, oh, six or seven times more than you were making before. Well, now that you have all this windfall, do you have to really give all this 10% to God? Or can you keep giving what you were giving before? Let's see. Who's in the chat room that can put an answer in there for me? Who can give me the answer in the chat room? I'm waiting to see. Do you 
have to now tithe off your off the new income. Can you just give what you were given before? Well, you're right. It's off the new income, and it's 10% off the growth, not after Uncle Sam, not after your deductions, not after your 401K. You see, this is where the devil gets in. So your neighbor drives by with his brand-new Ram truck, and you say, hmm, you know, if I didn't give this, I could go put me down a down payment on a brand-new Ram truck. Well, let me tell you some Ram trucks cost too much. You need, to, you need to stick to the truck you've got. Is this still going down the street? All right, drive it. Amen. The cares of this world is the same as the worries of this life. So the government might shut down. Well, guess what? It has happened before, you know. It has. At least you get a heads up so that you can pray. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, the government says they might shut down. So, we request adjudications from the righteous judge concerning this matter. Amen. Thank you, Lord. There you have it. You see? Things happen. In this passage, Jesus exposed Satan's method of using worry, anxiety, and fretting to cause the word of God to become ineffective in our life. Saints, we must expose, yes, we must, this sneaky method of Satan and take action. Worry is abnormal behavior for a Christian. Worry is abnormal behavior for a Christian, worry is an abnormal, out-of-order sense of fear or concern that is accompanied with doubt and some degree of agitation regarding a situation. It is a demonic attack with torment, yes, with torment, that Satan uses to destroy the perfect peace that God intended for us to have. Worry paralyzes our faith and chokes the word that has been sown into our hearts. Point, don't choke up. Stick with the word. Stick with Jesus and press through. Press through. Amen. Well, Pastor, you know, I had this, 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 this new bill show up. The air conditioner went out, and I had to do this and this and this. You sit down with Jesus Christ, and you say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do about it? How do you want me to manage this particular issue? And he'll show you what he wants you to do. 
so that you can make it past your choking point. So when you get to your choking point, don't choke up. Don't choke. God is right there with you. Your loyalty should remain with him. Amen? Amen. You know, it's that way when you've about paid off. You know, you're just about completely out of debt. And here your cousin, Billy Boo, decides to go do something dumb and ends up in jail. And they need somebody to post bail for him, blah, blah. You know the game. So now you can either finish paying off your debt and be debt-free, or you can get yourself in more debt going to bail out Billy Boo. His name is Jesus Christ. He gives wisdom if you want it. Family is calling you on the phone. Well, we don't have the money, and blah, blah, blah. You know how the song goes. But Billy Boo needs you to go get him out of jail. Now, granted, you didn't put Billy Boo in jail, but and you didn't have anything to do about it. If they didn't need money, you still wouldn't know anything about it. Amen. So, no, you don't call them back. You call Jesus. You get your instructions, and then you do what Jesus says to do. Because if he doesn't tell you to bail out Billy Boo, He's not going to cover it either. Think about that. Amen. You know what that's about. Amen. Some of you have done that. You've gone to bail out Billy Boo, pay his rent, pay his light bill, and for you to pay off yours, you don't have enough. Uh Uh-huh. You can avoid that trap if you choose to. So. Too many Christians have listened to Satan's lie that worry, anxiety, panic attacks, fretting are normal reactions to the problems we face. Fear is a liar. I want you to know, fear is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your step. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest and steal your happiness. I urge you, saints, to cast your fear in the fire because fear, he is a liar. Satan is a liar. Cast your fear in the fire. Since Jesus, the mighty God, lives in you, you are greater than your fears. Worry may be the normal reaction to the world, but it should not be the normal reaction of God's people. God does not want you to worry about anything. Anything. If you do, then you are disobeying God. It is a sin. It is not God's will that your mind be plagued by worry, fear, anxiety, fretting, and doubt concerning the circumstances you face. 2 Timothy 1.7. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, 
and of a sound mind. God didn't give you any fear. No, he gave you power, love, and a sound mind. God has planned for you to have the same mind that was in Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Amen. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? Who? But we have the mind of Christ. We have full access to how God sees the picture. Amen. Yes, we do. When you fill your mind with the scriptures and the knowledge of Christ, it will be constantly transformed and changed until you have the mind of Christ. Jesus has commanded you not to worry about the cares of this life. Amen. Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Luke chapter 12, verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, thank and praise the Lord. Praise him for his word. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him that he's your provider. Thanking and praising the Lord. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's what you're going to do. And before you know it, God will have solved the problem. Amen. Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. God will take care of it. Just trust him. We are not to worry about basic necessities. This is an absolute no-no. We are not allowed to do this, to worry about how you're going to get out of this problem and how you're going to fix that problem. Because the more you do it, the more problems surface. The devil knows how to feed you problems. He'll go create problems for you. So decide that you're going to trust the Lord, and that's the end of it. No matter what, what may come, you're just going to trust the Lord, and he'll lead you through it, and that'll be the end of that. Praise the Lord. God wants us to have peace and only concern ourselves with pleasing Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about a thing. But in everything, by prayer 
and supplications, specific requests, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. So when you come to the Global Prayer, Prayer Warriors Prayer Room, you are letting your requests be made known unto God. You don't come and ask us, would you pray for my cat? No, you are supposed to be letting your requests be made known unto God. First of all, when you come to a prayer room, your your request has to be addressed to someone. You have to identify who you're talking to. Heavenly Father, okay? Well, what's your basis for approaching him? In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. And then you say what you got to say in a couple of lines. And then you add two or three scriptures to go along with your request. The saints come along, and they come into agreement with what God has decided to do about your situation. And we come into agreement with those two or three scriptures. And God moves, and that's the way it works. Amen? That's not hard. In a prayer room, you're supposed to be talking to God, not the other people. Amen? Praise God for all of those who didn't know that. Again, God does not want you to worry about anything. Instead of your mind being in constant turmoil concerning the struggles of life, God has planned for your mind to be protected and guarded by his peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is ours. We have to choose to embrace it. Amen? It's your choice. One of the reasons we worry is that we forget who we are. We are the sons and daughters of Almighty God, and we have a Heavenly Father who knows our every movement and knows exactly what we need even before we ask for it. When we worry, we are actually doubting God's love and concern. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Give you. You know, I think it was about a week or so ago, we heard this beautiful testimony about this sister that had to go from one city to the other city to maintain employment and to find some place to live while she was being employed in this other place, and God supplied every little need one at a time, not all of them at once, just one here, one there, 
one here, one there, and he took care of the need. Amen? And he took care of the need. God has freely given you all things in Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He is our provider. He is a faithful God. He is not a deadbeat dad. He provides. He comes through. You don't have to take him to court. Amen? When we cast worry, fear, and doubt out of our mind and set our mind on seeking the kingdom of God, all of the things we need will be given to us. If you believe that God has already given us all things in Christ, what can you possibly worry about? Amen? Amen. So, God is busy helping us. He's already given us. You remember we had this this message? that we talked about what God did before the foundation of the world and that he made every preparation for those that were going to receive Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world, before their grandparents, great-grandparents, and I don't know how many generations back, were ever born. All the preparations had been made. He's that kind of God. Amen. Before the foundation of the world, he'd already made provision for everyone that was going to come to Christ. Why? Because he's God and he knows the end from the beginning. Amen. So we need to remember who he is and who we are. And we need to punch worry in the nose. Send him bound to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And don't let the devil steal this word from you. It's an important word. You need this word because he's coming again. You know he is. He's going he's gonna to try you on this. So this is your heads up. He's going to try you. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Be ready. Because that's what he plans to do. He always does that. Amen. He always does that. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So, amen. Area code 478. You're on the air in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. Yeah. How are you, Pastor? I'm fine. Great. Um, I would appreciate some support prayer, please. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot going on right now. Um, I've been dealing with some witchcraft attacks. Um, 
There was a dead bird placed on my driveway. Um, I have cameras, but that's a um, blind spot. And it was at the edge of the drive. Like, they didn't even walk up on it. Like, they passed by. And it looked like it was placed. It didn't look like it just fell. Um, Because it was, like, perfectly pristine, everything that bird was. And then um, a couple of days ago, somebody's nasty dog um, used the restroom. And this is the first time I've ever known for a dog to get that close to the house because it was, like, less than three feet from the house. Um, And the dreams, oh, goodness. Um, I've had a three-part dream. The dream plays out um, pretty much the same thing, but it's like each time it progresses. The first time I was in bed, um, and it's like something was trying to get into my bedroom, but the door, you know, held. The next time, whatever that thing was, thrust my bedroom door open, and I saw my cat. Last night, same thing happens. Um, The bedroom door was thrust open, and the cat came into the room. Um, and I woke up because I was calling um, on Jesus. Um, and then last night also, there is um, a person that is, I'll say, a friend to some individuals on my father's side of the family. And I um, tried to distance myself from this person after I had a dream about him. Um, that was before my dad had. I didn't like the dream at all um, because when I woke up, the following morning, um, I was talking to the Lord about the dream. And um, in the dream, the man told my father and myself that he was going to a new church. And he would um, say something nice to you, but it was really a curse. And the Lord um, had me read that morning Psalm 55 and 21. You know, that the words were soft as butter, but there was war in the heart. And so after that, I was just kind of done. But in the dream last night, he was following me. And I remember I turned around and I confronted him about following me. Um, Yeah, it's just a lot. Um, I was dealing with an issue with pressure in my eyes. I have to go back to the doctor. So I'm praying. I've been praying about that. The pressure will go down because they said they're going to put me on drops. And if they put me on, I'm about to take them. And I refuse to do that. Um, I trust the Lord just to bring the pressure, to, you know, down. And um, I'm going through um, promotion and trying to get all that paperwork together. So I would really appreciate support prayer um, so that this promotion goes well. And I've been talking to the Lord about this because my home and my aunt's home both need work. Her house needs a lot of work. And I'm, I was contemplating a HELOC or a home equity loan. Um, but I need to make sure that you know, this is God's wisdom and not mine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. thank you. All right. Let's deal with this person in this dream. Yes, okay. Ma'am. What you need to do is you need to disconnect from this person in the spirit. Oh, okay. Because I, I have nothing to do with him in the natural. Just distancing yes, from somebody in the natural doesn't do enough. You need to okay. cut them off in the spirit realm. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and this person was a friend to your dad. So uh, we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. The dad is gone. 
we are not bound to this friendship that he had with the dad because you have revealed that it has evil roots. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, the war that's in his heart, we send it back. In the name of Jesus, it's his Lord, his heart, and his sin. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is masonry. This is Freemasonry. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we cut her free from every mason, every order, every women called order of the Eastern Star, every demole, every connection that she has had in her family past to that Freemasonry. We cut it off with the sword of the Spirit in Jesus' name. And we send all those prayers and all those actions and all those intentions and all those wicked hearts back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you release your angels to do what they do. We cut her off from her paternal family line in Jesus' name. Come up and out of her in the name of Jesus. You've been there. Call that mess in. Come on out from the root. We uproot you. We send you into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Come on out. And don't check the church. Don't choke her or wretch her. Make yourself microscopic and come out now in Jesus' name. Come on out of her. Cough that mess up. The whole root ball now in Jesus' name. All the worry, all the concern, all the stress, all the anxiety bound in Jesus' name. Deep breath and cough from your gut. Come on out. Fire of God upon you in the name of Jesus. Fire of God. Father, everything sent by way of Freemasonry, we return to sender in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on out. All of it. Every bit of it. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. All of it. Every bit. You can't stay. You're routed out by the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out in the name of Jesus. See, he's been feeding you potions in your sleep. We bind the potions. We bind the poisons. Come on out now in the name of Jesus. We bind intraocular pressure in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Bound in Jesus' name. We close the third eye, third eye, in the name of Jesus Christ forevermore. Come on out in Jesus' name. All of those demons that he sent to watch her, to see what she's doing, bound in Jesus' name. Whomever dropped that bird, that bird goes back to them, bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey. Uh-huh. All those watching devils, those surveillance devils, we cut her free from all of them, Father. 
and we burn them with the fire of God in the name of Jesus Christ. We scorch them with the fire of God in Jesus' holy name. We raise the shield of faith. Mm-hmm. We raise the shield of faith and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Father, we cut her free from all of her family members' connections with Freemasonry. In Jesus' name. All of those prayers and all of those curses that come down to the family members via Freemasonry. We send them back in the name of Jesus Christ. All right. Take a deep breath and cough one more time. All that poison that was fed in the dreams, everything that was fed in the dreams, you got to go. You got to go right now in the name of Jesus. Fire of God, fire of God, burn it all out, burn it 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 out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Burn it out, burn it out, burn it out, burn it out in Jesus' name. It must needs be go in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Thank you, Lord. Come on out. Every wicked and evil thing that they've done against her, we return it. We send it back according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We boomerang it back in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we ask that all of the witchcraft that they're doing against any other Christian, send it back, too, in Jesus' name. Come on, come on out In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Come on out All of it, every bit of it Come on out, come out of the belly Come out of the back Come out of the dreams. Come out of the mind. Every hindrance is bound. All this jealousy and envy is bound in Jesus' name. We send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus. Father, we sever any uh, positive affection for the other person, whoever that may have been, in Jesus' name. We cut it all off. Yes, shoot. And we particularly cut our sister off from this particular individual with the sword of the spirit. And we cauterize all the ends in Jesus' name. No reconnection possible in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you keep evil and wicked persons away from her unless you want her to witness to them in Jesus' name. Deep breath and cough. 
<laughs> Heavenly Father, we ask that you take this deliverance to completion, that you send your fire and burn the rest of these spirits out, and fill her afresh, Lord Jesus, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Death spirit, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come out. Death spirit, stealing spirits, and choking spirits. Come on out in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. We send those death spirits right back where they came from. The death spirits, the stealing spirits, the choking spirits. And all the curses they supposedly left with the animal's defecation, we send the defecation and the, and the curses back in the name of Jesus. We send it all back right where it go, comes from in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Everything they sent with the defecation and with the burn and with the dreams, and with every spirit that they have sent, we send every bit of it back in the name of Jesus, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. You're good and faithful. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over this promotion. And we bind all the witchcraft on the job that would try to keep her from receiving it in the name of Jesus. Send the evil intents of their hearts back to them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God bless you. We love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Google search research on the 2024 presidential candidates overlook Republicans while promoting Democrats, according to an analysis by media watchdog MR. Free Speech America. Between September 20th and 25th, MRC Free Speech America analyzed Google search results for three terms related to the upcoming elections presidential campaign website. Republican presidential campaign website and Democrat presidential campaign website. The searches were made a week prior to the second Republican presidential primary debate on Wednesday. It found that search results were skewed heavily 
in favor of Democrats, with no notable Republican figures appearing on the first page, said MRC Free Speech America, September 27th analysis. That's two days ago. When MRC searched for Republican presidential campaign websites, the websites of two candidates appeared on the first page of the search results. Author Marianne Williamson and former Representative Will Hurd. While Ms. Williamson is not a Republican and is running for 2024 as a Democrat, Mr. Hurd is a Republican, polling at 0% as of September 25th, according to a morning consult. Top Republican candidates for the 2024 race do not appear on the first page. This includes former President Donald Trump, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, entrepreneur Vivek Ramzawami, former United States Ambassador Nikki Haley, and former Vice President Mike Pence, Tim Scott, uh, Republican of South Carolina, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. These results are so outrageous. And MRC Free Speech America Vice President Dan Schneider said, Google is either the most incompetent search engine on the planet or it's intentional. This is not a coincidence. When MRC searched for Democrat presidential uh, campaign websites, Joe Biden's website appears as the first result, with Ms. Williamson appearing in the second spot. However, the website of President Biden's strongest Democrat challenger and politically moderate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did not appear on the first page. MRC then did a third search, this time without mentioning the party of the candidate. For the term presidential campaign website, Google showed President Biden, Ms. Williamson, and even Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts' 2020 presidential campaign website on the first page. MRC then did a third search, um, yeah, not mentioning the party of the candidate for the term presidential campaign website. So they kept doing it, and they kept doing it, and they kept doing it. So here we go. MRC warned that conservatives are under attack and asked supporters to take immediate action. Contact Google at area code 650-253-0000. That's area code 650-253-0000, and demand it be held to account to mirror the First Amendment while providing transparency and clarity on so-called hate speech and equal footing for conservatives, it said. Cruz criticized the alleged biased Google search engine results. This is absurd. Blatant election interference, he said in a September 28th post, that was yesterday. In addition addition to suppressing Republican campaign websites in the first page of search results, MRC's search for Republican presidential campaign websites produced links to articles where GOP candidates are covered by media outlets, CNN, NBC News, the Associated Press, and my goodness, Politico. Uh-huh, yeah, great. Each of the liberal outlets made clear their bias against 
GOP frontrunner and former President Donald Trump, primarily listing controversial flashpoints of his administration in their respective write-ups, it says. CNN, for example, characterized Trump's criticisms of how the 2020 election was conducted as conspiracy theories. Meanwhile, Politico touted President Trump's alleged numerous scandals, while NBC and AP seemingly eagerly recounted recent criminal charges brought against the former president. An August 21st analysis by MRC highlighted that broadcast evening news coverage of the 2024 Republican nomination was overwhelmingly dominated by President Trump, with other GOP candidates only receiving a tiny fraction of the attention. And much of the coverage of President Trump was not positive. The vast majority of Trump's coverage, 90%, has been negative and heavily forced focused on the legal allegations made against him by Democratic prosecutors and the Biden Justice Department, it says. But the network's coverage of Trump's top GOP opponent, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, was nearly as bad, 78% negative, suggesting a media hostility that extends beyond President Trump himself to other Republican candidates and their conservative policy positions. Experts have warned about the threat Google poses to free and fair elections. During a September 5th hearing of the Arizona House Committee on Oversight, Accountability, and Big Tech, psychologist and researcher Robert Epstein said that Google has begun now sway elections according to its interests. We don't even need to hold elections anymore, he said during the testimony, according to Just the News. They, Google, can tell us to a high degree of certainty how many people are going to vote, how they're going to vote, and who's going to win. Why? Because they have algorithms. He claimed that if it hadn't been for Google, former GOP Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake would have won her election in 2022. Mr. Epstein also announced plans to file a complaint against Google with the Federal Elections Commission by the end of the month. Google dismissed Mr. Epstein's accusations. This individual has continued to make deeply misleading claims that have been widely debunked, including for omitting omitting data that would have changed his findings, a company spokesperson told the outlet. During a recent episode of the Drill Down podcast, Mr. Epstein said that if a platform like Google wishes to influence the outcome of an election, there's nothing you can do. Google gets us to focus on other election issues like ballot harvesting as a distraction, he said. The stories about traditional election interference involve or maybe a few votes here and there. But these platforms are shifting literally millions of votes without people noticing what's going on. In an interview with Fox News back in 2020, Mr. Epstein said that Google has shifted a bare minimum of 6 million votes in the presidential election by pushing its political agenda onto users. Google search results were strongly biased in favor of liberals and Democrats. This was not true on Bing or Yahoo, he said. We found a period of days when the vote reminder on Google's homepage was being sent only to liberals, not one of your conservative field agents, 
Not one of our conservative field agents received a vote reminder during those days. So we want to thank the righteous judge for uncovering their usual illegal activities. And we thank you for your adjudication against them in Jesus' name. But, Lord, could you make this adjudication cost them a whole lot of money? Seriously. They've been told to stop doing this before, but they're going to do it anyway, you know? So, hello. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning eight members of the Oath Keepers who have been cooperating with the FBI's January 6th investigation will be sentenced in December 2023 and January 2024 based on plea agreements for conspiracy and obstruction of Congress. Scheduling of the sentencing hearing was delayed for as long as 15 months because the men were cooperating with the FBI and federal prosecutors as required under their plea deal. In exchange for reduced charges, the men are acquired to assist law enforcement, appear before grand juries, and testify against other oath keepers if requested. The defendants will be sentenced in Washington by U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta, Mehta, or whatever his name is, who has handled all of the oath keepers' cases. I don't think I like that. Charges which carry prison terms of up to 20 years include conspiring with other Oath Keepers to attack the Capitol, entering and remaining in restricted building, attacking law enforcement with bear spray, pushing against police barriers, and deleting evidence from cell phones or other electronic devices. All eight defendants have been released with conditions of pending sentencing. They joined two other Oath Keepers found guilty at trial who who are scheduled for sentencing in November, Joshua James, 36, of Arab, Alabama, will be sentenced on January 6, 2024, on one count of seditious conspiracy and one count of obstruction of an official pending. Both charges carry a maximum prison sentence of 20 years. A preliminary estimate including Mr. included in Mr. James's March 2022 plea agreement is 87 to 108 months in prison. Brian Earlrich, 45, of Guyton, Georgia, will be sentenced on January 29, 2024, on one count of seditious conspiracy and one count of obstruction of an official proceeding. Both charges carry a minimum prison term of 20 years. A preliminary estimate included in Mr. Earlrich's April 2022 plea agreement is 63 to 78 months in prison. Todd Wilson, 46, of Newton Grove, North Carolina, will be sentenced on February 2, 2024, on one count of seditious conspiracy and one count of obstruction of an official proceeding. Both charges carry a maximum prison term of 20 years. A preliminary estimate of including in Mr. Williams' May 2022 plea agreement is 63 to 78 months in prison. Graydon Young, 57, of Inglewood, Florida, will be sentenced on December 8th on one count of obstruction of an official proceeding and one count of conspiracy to commit an offense or defraud the United States. 
The charges carry maximum prison terms of 20 and five years, respectively. A preliminary estimate of prison time included in Mr. Young's plea agreement is 63 to 78 months. Jason Dolan, 47, of Wellington, Florida, will be sentenced on December 11th on one count of obstruction of an official proceeding and one count of conspiracy to commit an offense or defraud the United States. The charges carry maximum prison terms of 20 and 5 years, respectively. A preliminary estimate of prison time included in Mr. Dolan's September 2021 plea agreement is 63 to 78 months. Mark Grodds, 56, of Mobile, Alabama, will be sentenced on January 23, 2024, on one count of obstruction of an official proceeding and one count of conspiracy to commit an offense or defraud the United States to charges maximum prison terms of 20 and 5 years, respectively. A preliminary estimate included in Mr. Grodd's June 2021 plea agreement is 51 to 63 months in prison. Caleb Berry, 22, of Tampa, Florida, will be sentenced on December 15th on one count of obstruction of an official proceeding and one count of conspiracy to commit an offense or defraud the United States. The charges carry maximum prison terms of 20 and 5 years, respectively. A preliminary estimate of prison time included in Mr. Berry's July 2021 plea agreement is 51 to 63 months. John Ryan Schaefer. 55 of Columbus, Indiana, will be sentenced on February 20th, 2024, on one count of obstruction of an official proceeding and one count of entering and remaining in a restricted building on grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon. The charges carry maximum prison terms of 20 and 10 years, respectively. A preliminary estimate, including in Mr. Schaefer's April 2021 plea agreement, is 41 to 51 months in prison. Five other Oath Keepers-related defendants have their fates yet to be fully determined in court. Jeremy M. Brown, 48, of Tampa, Florida, faces a January 22, 2024 trial on charges of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds and disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds. Both charges are misdemeanors that carry a maximum one-year prison term. Earlier this year, Mr. Brown was sentenced in federal court in Florida to 87 months in prison for possession of a short-barrel shotgun, a short-barrel rifle, and two hand grenades. He was also convicted of one count of willful retention of a document related to national defense. The items were found when the FBI searched his home on January 6th warrant in September 2021. He was acquitted of four other charges at trial. In December 2021, Mr. Brown said the criminal charges were in retaliation for his December 2020 refused BI informant to spy on the Oath Keepers. Yes, that's your FBI, all right. Jonathan Walden, 58, of Birmingham, Alabama, has a bench trial scheduled for October 17th before Judge Mehta. Mr. Walden is charged with obstruction of an official proceeding and entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. Donovan Ray Crowell, 53, of Woodstock, Ohio, was found guilty in a July bench trial of obstruction of an official proceeding and civil disorder. As part of a stipulation agreement, four other charges were dismissed. Mr. Crowell will be sentenced on November 17th. He faces up to 20 years in prison on the obstruction charge and up to five years for civil disorder. Thomas Caldwell, 
was found guilty in November 2022 of obstruction of an official proceeding and tampering with documents or proceedings. Mr. Caldwell, who is not an oath keeper but was tried as a co-conspirator, was found not guilty on three other charges. On three other charges, Mr. Caldwell will be sentenced on November 16th. Kelly Sorrell, 44, of Granbury, Texas, was declared incompetent to stand trial and in need of mental health treatment on June 16th. She will report in November to a Federal Bureau of Prisons mental health facility for inpatient treatment, according to an update filed with Judge Meta in August. Ms. Sorrell was the Oath Keepers General Counsel until early 2022. In August 2022, she was indicted on four charges, including conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an official proceeding, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, and obstruction of justice, tampering with documents. Seventeen other Oath Keepers and affiliates have been tried on January on January 6 charges over the past 32 months. Only one, James Delesco Beak, 51, of Orlando, Florida, was acquitted of all charges. Oath Keepers founder, Elmer Stewart Rhodes, sentenced on May in May to 18 years in prison for seditious conspiracy, tampering with documents or proceedings, and obstruction of an official proceeding. He was acquitted of two other charges. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Ethiopian authorities have temporarily prohibited airline passengers from taking domestically produced coffee out of the country. The Russian embassy in Addis Ababa announced on Monday the embassy advised their air travelers to consider this information when planning trips to avoid unpleasant situations at Ethiopian airports. In connection with the introduction of new export of a new export order by the Customs Authority of Ethiopia, Ethiopian coffee export by air passengers is temporarily prohibited in any form and quantity, the embassy said in a statement. The embassy did not elaborate on the details of the new coffee export ban, nor the reasoning behind it. Analysts warn, however, that the decision may have significant implications for the global coffee market and could spark a surge in coffee prices. According to the London-based International Coffee Organization, Ethiopia is the largest Arabica coffee producer among African nations and ranks fifth globally in coffee production after Brazil, Vietnam, Colombia, and Indonesia. Over a quarter of Ethiopians live off the coffee trade, generating up to 30% of the country's foreign exchange earnings. According to the Ethiopian Coffee and Tea Authority, the county, the country exported 240,000 tons of coffee worth $1.34 billion to the international market last year. Ethiopian coffee exports amounted to 27,000 tons worth $140 million in August alone. Ethiopia's major coffee buyers are the U.S., Saudi Arabia, Germany, Japan, South Korea, Belgium, and the United Arab Emirates. So far this year, the volume of coffee exports has jumped 18% in annual terms. We are requesting, we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning the coffee. 
and we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning CVS Pharmacy, a healthcare company that recruits people who claim to believe in science and medicine, has gone totally woke and will compel all employees, without exception, to believe the myth that people can change their genders. Employees at the retail giant's thousands of outlets in the United States were recently issued a policy on how to approach their trans employees, which included a note that any restroom can be used by anyone at any time. Employees who inform their bosses that they intend to engage in gender bending will be granted time off, and the corporation will require their coworkers to address them using their preferred pronouns. The corporation's new gender transition guidelines were obtained by Fox Business, and they make it abundantly apparent how company leaders feel about critics of the gender craziness that has consumed so much of the culture. CVS advised employees who want to undertake a gender change to notify their coworkers so that the firm may provide support and make your transition as smooth as possible. You may, in quotes it says, you may also wish to have appropriate medical care to support your transition, including treatments such as hormone replacement therapy and or gender confirmation surgery, the guide said. It added, during and after the transition has occurred, CVS Health encourages you to continue your partner, continue to partner with your leader and your advice and counsel representative, and to immediately report any issues that you might have with your employment, your work environment, and or your leader, coworkers, clients, and customers. You'll lose them customers. That's what's going to happen. As if confirming the fantasies of confused people wasn't enough, CVS also informed its employees that it plans to poison the working atmosphere in stores by forcing everyone on the payroll to pretend that a male dressed as a woman, or vice versa, is who they claim to be. CVS provided guidelines for supporting a transitioning colleague along a slew of other corporate jargon about how committed the corporation is to diversity. It expects employees whose entire goal is to come to work each day in the expectation of making a livelihood and being comfortable to be hyper-vigilant in order to avoid misgendering anyone around them. It stated, people use different terms to refer to themselves, but some terms are universally considered disrespectful and violate CVS's policy against discrimination and harassment, the company told its employees. Terms like transgender, trans male, trans female, non-binary, or male or female should be used. Meanwhile, women who are uncomfortable sharing intimate personal areas with men no longer have a choice. Mm. Employees are taught to use the most appropriate bathrooms in order to feel validated. Any colleague, customer, or patient, transgender or otherwise, may choose to use the restroom and or locker room that is appropriate to the gender they identify with, CVS told employees. Most likely, the individual or people who drafted this new policy thought they were being progressive by joining the left's charge to unravel the country's social fabric. In truth, this is just more terrible business from woke corporate America. The policy is an immoral mandate that appears to be intended to frighten workers who may simply wish to come to work to service customers 
while not having their employer push them to take sides on difficult matters. This policy is likely to sour ties among corporate retail employees. It also raises fundamental concerns about whether CVS is the best venue for customers to get quality medicine from qualified sellers. CVS is encouraging customers to put their prescription doses, immunizations, and other necessities in the hands of a corporation that has publicly opposed science. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's what that's about. Amen. Now, let's see if I can get through this right quick. Oh, we'll see. Amen. A week ago, the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic revealed that a multi-decade senior-level current CIA officer had blown the whistle. The whistleblower's testimony appears to reveal how deep the ties between virus research, the military-industrial complex, and China really run. He claimed that when six of the seven specialists tasked by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency with investigating the origins of the virus concluded with low confidence that it likely came from a laboratory in Wuhan, the CIA paid those scientists hush money to reverse their decision from their original conclusion that the virus likely originated from the lab, which it did. Why would the CIA want to hide evidence that the virus might have come from a Chinese government laboratory? The magazine reports that the answer may have to do with the fact that funding for the infamous Wuhan Institute of Virology came from the United States Agency for International Development. You say, this is not the first time questions regarding America's intelligence agency ties to the Wuhan lab have come up. One of the earliest gain-of-function experiments done at the Wuhan lab was funded by USAID. The aid agency's funding was initially omitted from the paper that published the results of those experiments. But these new whistleblower allegations come from the CIA itself, present, present the first plausible evidence connecting America's lead intelligence agency to efforts to sway official assessments of the pandemic's origin. So where is gain-of-function research taking place? Researchers have conducted the first global gain-of-function studies in those in which microbes or viruses are given new abilities through genetic alteration. Researchers at Georgetown University's Center for Security and Emerging Technology in Washington, D.C., scanned the scientific literature using an artificial intelligence tool to assess where and how often gain-of-function studies are conducted. CSET, which is that organization, examined about 7,000 gain-of-function and loss-of-function research publications. These studies in which scientists bestow new abilities on pathogens by, for instance, inserting a fluorescent gene or making them more transmissible are common in microbiology research. Most gain-of-function or loss-of-function research focuses on viral and bacterial pathogens. The researchers 
found that only a small fraction of -of gain-of-function studies between 2000 and mid-2022 involved agents dangerous enough to require the strictest biosafety precautions. The report doesn't get to the heart of what makes people so upset about these issues. Biosecurity specialist at John Hopkins University, Gigi Granval, said, adding that for many, it's about whether we should go against nature by manipulating pathogens to try to determine whether something is likely to become a pandemic threat. The report noted that while these researchers from U.S.-based institutions contributed to about 53% of -of gain-of-function and loss-of-function papers published between 2000 and 2022, about 67% of identified publications involved a collaboration between researchers at multiple institutions. Collaborations between authors from at least two U.S. institutions was the most common. U.S. international collaborations occur most frequently between U.S. and Chinese institutions. Our data indicates that gain-of-function and loss-of-function research are intertwined and that there are many more studies focused on loss-of-function research than gain-of-function research, the researchers stated. In addition to studying diseases, researchers conduct gain-of-function and loss-of-function research to develop new preventative medical countermeasures like vaccines. Researchers can genetically alter pathogens using a variety of methods. So the report noted the most common techniques that can be used for gain of function and loss of function. Serial passaging involves deliberately passing a particular pathogen through a series of cells, tissues, or animals, one after the other, using the pathogen from one round of infection to reverse genetics, also called virus rescue, is a technique that lets researchers engineer new viruses by designing nuclear nucleic acids, DNA or RNA in the laboratory that encode the instructions for a virus. Adding or modifying or removing genes from existing pathogens can alter a pathogen's characteristics. Pathogen recombination is a technique in which two pathogen strains are combined to create a third that consists of a mixture of genes from the two pathogen parents. As the final Point above notes, one way to do gain-of-function research is to use recombinant DNA technology to engineer changes in the genome of the organism. The report focuses on published science papers, and as such, it makes no mention of companies that have commercialized gain-of-function products. One such company is Sinobiological, the global leader in recombinant technology, which has more than 208 SARS-CoV-2 variants in its catalog for researchers to purchase. Sinobiological was founded in 2007 in Beijing in Chinese-born MIT professor Dr. Daniel I.C. Wang, who was considered one of, the most, one of the founding fathers of the field of biochemical engineering. Biochemical engineering is a field that involves genetically engineering microbes and human cells to produce useful proteins. Wang earned two degrees in the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, a Bachelor of Science degree in 1959, and a Master of Science in 1961 and 1963. He earned a chemical engineering from the University of Pennsylvania. He was hired by MIT in 1965. After completing his Ph.D. research, Dr. Wang spent two years in the U.S. Army uh-huh, doing bioprocess research at the U.S. Army's Fort Detrick 
Biological Research Laboratory. Dr. Wang died in August 2020, age 84. Amen. So, there's a little bit more to this. And I'm going to read it right quick, like. Biodefense is biowarfare. We have known for some time that FOSSI has funded a wide array of risky gain-of-function research, including research that may have been instrumental in the creation of SARS-CoV-2. And while all of that is being justified in the name of biodefense, in reality, all biodefense research is, is biowarfare research. Everything has dual use. The undisputable reality, Glenn Greenwald noted, is that despite longstanding international conventions banning the development of biological weapons, all large, powerful countries conduct research that, at the very least, has the capacity to be converted into biological weapons. The work conducted under the guise of defense research can, and sometimes is, easily converted into the banned weapons themselves. Dr. Merrill Nass noted in 1975, the Biological Weapons Convention entered into force an international treaty to prevent the use of biological and toxic weapons, including snakes, snail, frog, fish, bacterial, and fungal toxins that could be used for assassinations and other purposes. And don't you think they use it either? Yes, they do, and you know they do. But during the 48 years the BWC has been enforced, the wall it has supposed to build against the development, protection, and use of biological weapons has steadily eroded. Under the guise of preparing their defenses against biowarfare and pandemics, nations have conducted dual use, both offensive and defensive research and development, which has led to the creation of more deadly and more transmissible microorganisms and employing new uh, verbiage. To shield this effort from scrutiny, biological warfare research was renamed as gain-of-function research. Let me do that again. And employing new verbiage to shield this effort from scrutiny, biological warfare research was renamed as gain-of-function research. You know, you change the names to protect the guilty. Gain-of-function is so risky that funding it was banned by the U.S. government but only for SARS, coronavirus, and avian flu viruses in 2014 after a public outcry from hundreds of scientists. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, and that's the way it goes. Amen. That's the way it goes. Brother Marshall, it's prayer time. All right, you got to push so the it button. Is. No, it's it's prayer time. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father, for your mercies that are new every day. Thank you for hearing our prayers for Christ's sake. Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace to say thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us, sending your Holy Spirit, sending you the Lord Jesus, who said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has plans for our peace and not for evil to give us an expected end. We know, Father God, that those saints that are doers of your word will rule and reign with the Lord Jesus for a thousand years. There's also the great catching away, the, some people call it the rapture. And that's coming. Some people are so focused on that, they forget about the fact that, well, we're here right now. <laughs> 
So, Father, he said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who give us all men liberally and obey let Show us each of us what you want each of us individually to do. How you want us to reach out to change those. Pluck those out of the fire, like it talks about in uh, Jude. Pluck those out of the fire. Uh, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh, Father God. But take love the people, Father God. We pray for those who despitefully use us, those that are actually human beings that can be saved. We ask you to save their souls. Those that are either psychopaths or uh, mind-controlled uh, uh, drones of the CIA or some other group uh, like uh, MK Ultra, Father God, and those that are actually walk-ins. They're not really people. They're just they have human-looking bodies, but they got something else inside them. Father God, we ask you, Father God, to deal with them according to your will and your word in Jesus' name, because you said, suffer not a witch to live, Father God. Those that cannot repent, Father God, you know how to deal with them and return to every ungodly spirit on the heads of the demons, not the people, and the heads of the demons to do to them what they intend to do to us. Rend unto our neighbors, sevenfold into their bosoms, they ever approach, wherever they ever approach thee, O Lord, according to Psalm 79, 12. In Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus over each and every saint, Father God, for everyone is inter, inter, interventions, Father God, all these different things that Pastor Sabrina went to all the trouble of looking up, Father God. And I think she's only touched the surface on this last uh, episode that she, she just referred to because... Um, a lot of people seem to think that um, there are a bunch of globalists in different places, Father God, that um, not just in China. <laughs> maybe Fort Detrick had a little bit more to do with it, Father God. The things that were designed over here were maybe sent over there. So, yeah, it did come from Wuhan, but uh, how did it get there? Where did it come from? Who designed it? So, Father God, I'm ashamed to even think that probably Obama actually wanted to do what was right in this case. It's, it's a shocking thing to me. But perhaps he did. He didn't want them to do gain-of-functional research in this country. But that didn't keep other people from wanting to do it somewhere else. But, Father God, we can't just say it's only the China virus. Some people say viruses are even not even proven to be in existence, and that's pretty hard to imagine, but they say that. They said that this uh, COVID-19 thing was never proven to even exist. Uh, other than in people's imaginations. So if we know we're in a spiritual warfare, Father God, and it's a spirit, it's a battle for the people's minds and hearts because the devil knows that if he can control people with fear, as, as we learned from Pat Holliday's work with uh, the b- real Bishop Kanko, Father God, that when he was getting groomed to be a, uh, a witch doctor, Father God, that's how he was controlled, by fear, pride and fear. Satan's very, very proud and angry being, Father God, and he knows he cannot repent. So he wants to take a lot of people, misery loves coming, a lot of people to hell with them. So, Father, we ask you for your divine intervention, adjudication, not just concerning the, the nonsense with the re, so-called uh, political campaign, Father God, as if it really makes any difference, Father God, as if Vice President Pence is a real Republican who wants to do what's right for the country. Maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not here to disparage anyone's character, Father God, but it does seem I have a hard enough time with, with President Trump, Father God. But he certainly has proven himself that he does seem to want to do what's right, at least in the majority of the time. But maybe he does have a legal backside to protect himself where he can't come against this uh, thing he got trapped into, perhaps, about the uh, rushing it through, whatever you want to call it. Father God, we know that Google is one of their things, along with the mainstream media, along with the military, along with the CIA, FBI. And they're all in cahoots, Father God. It's kind of like um, what happened uh, with the, the Nazis in Germany during the beginning of World War, before World War II really got going, Father God. 
And maybe the Nazis didn't just go away. Maybe they just moved away from some places in Germany, and they went elsewhere, Father God. So, Father, we ask you to expose, continue to expose what's going on, not just with Google. It's pretty obvious to those who have eyes to see. But, of course, I have a lot of family members who don't have those eyes to see, Father God. A lot of people who claim to be Christians don't seem to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and new and understanding hearts to be fully converted and fully healed. And I've maybe been one of them, too. So, Father, if any man thinks he knows anything, knows nothing, as he ought to know. So, Father, forgive me for entertaining any spirit of presumption or untimely judgment against Vice President Pence or anyone else. Help me, Father, and all those standing for the truth as best they know how to know what you want each of us to do. We ask for your wisdom and your discernment. We ask you to pour forth of your spirit. We ask you to give us of your good spirit, Father God, because apart from the Holy Ghost, we're no match for the devil. Pat Holiday told us over and over again, you can't overcome the devil in the natural, Father God. And we know that, Father God. So we ask you, Father, pour forth of your spirit afresh, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, all the saints, Father God. Manna, be the baked at the taste of a taste of fresh oil. Thank you for sending the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Thank you for the privilege of drinking into one spirit with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for pouring forth of your spirit. Thank you for waking up the body of Christ, not just politically, but in the spirit realm, Father God. We need to be careful, Father God, because there's a lot of people who claim to be Christians that have a different agenda, Father God. A lot of people claim to want to do what's right for their business, like CVS, but they seem to want to shoot themselves in the foot, sort of like um, uh, the beer companies, sort of like uh, Target, seem to want to shoot themselves in the foot. Maybe it's all part of the plan, Father God, to bring that country down and bring confusion to vision to the people, the regular people, Father God. And, Father God, we pray for this judge in the U.S., district judge in Washington, D.C., which is not really, well, it's a separate little country, Washington, D.C., not really part of the U.S., but anyway, we ask that, Father God, if you can, if that's a human being, if you can save that person's soul and cause that person to, if he really is capable, to receive the kind of compassion that moved Jesus, Father God. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, Father God, even as you said you would do, Father God, those that are human beings, those that can repent, Father, those that have been involved in Fort Detrick, with a business, with a uh, gain-of-function business, and all the rest of it. All those, not just Fauci, I don't know how many people, Father God, are, are psychopaths. They just seem very smart, and but they have no compassion for human beings because maybe they're not fully human. I don't know. <laughs> so, Father, we ask you to help those that can be helped, Father God. Help all these people from the so-called oath keepers. I don't know who they took an oath to, Father God. Maybe it was to the nation. I don't know. but And we ask you to help, especially that person who was the lawyer, the lady lawyer who was going to be, what was her name, Kelly Sorelli, 44. That's pretty young to be put in a psychiatric unit. You know what they do in those places. I do, as a nurse, I went to nursing school, and they, I did go to one of those state mental hospitals as part of the learning process, Father God. And it's basically chemical straitjackets. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver her from all ungodly effects of the chemical straitjackets, Father God, and all the other people that have been controlled by chemicals, whether it comes through the air, through the food, through the uh, mind control spirits, from the subliminals that Pastor Sabrina talked about just a bit ago, Father God, for people who are watching movies, even our family members, Lord, deliver them from the subliminals and all the ungodly spirits and all the uh, ungodly frequencies, Father God, in Jesus' name coming from cell phones and every other thing. Deliver us all. And we ask you, Father, each each of us, help us to know what to do. We don't know what all this business is about Ethiopia, Father God, but you do. Maybe it's just another plan to cause people to 
cause uh, inflation and people to freak out. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to get my coffee. People do not need to have. At least I haven't had coffee for years, but that's just me. I know a lot of people love it, and uh, even nice uh, patriots like Mike Glendale, they sell it, and others. Because people like their coffee, Father God. So help, help all the saints to get what they really need to be productive and effective in their daily lives, doing what you want them to do, Father. And we ask you to help those in Ethiopia, those that are depending on us as part of their flow of income, Father God. There's a lot of people that uh, work, that's their jobs, and that's what they do, and they get paid, and that's how they support their families and feed their families, Father God. And how is this going to happen in there? It's going to happen all over the place, Father God. It trickled down there. So, Father, we ask you to help those, Father God, that are in great need, Father God. Not just the Ethiopia. A lot of people in Africa really need your help, Father God. But every nation, Father God, needs your help. Europe, too. Every man. Amen. Father God, deliver those that can be delivered. You said, call upon me the day of trouble, and I will deliver them. I shall, call, I shall glorify me. We ask you to deliver each one, including those that are working at CVS just doing their jobs, whatever it is, restocking shelves or whatever it is. Father God, they just wanted a job. They didn't want to be mind-controlled. So, Father God, we ask you to cause the customers at CVS, of which I know a few people who have gone there in the past, to maybe want to change to a different pharmacy. Until uh, maybe that's part of their agenda. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want people to go to other pharmacies, Father God. They even have an online presence, Father God. And it's not a small corporation, Father God. Just like Target is not a small corporation. Not just like Anheuser-Busch is not a small corporation. Father, they seem to be all on board with this fascism. The uh, was that uh, the public-private uh, partnership where the, the uh, public, the corporations, which are controlled by just a few elite people, just one or two. It, 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 the heads of these corporations, Father God, and all the funds for all the world, all these huge corporations, Father God, just a handful of people, I forget how many of some people say it's like 120 or 100 or 300 people, controlling the 90% of the wealth of the world for the corporations, Father God, through a, a small elite group, Father we ask for your divine help and adjudication, Father God. We ask you to remove those that need to be removed, Father God, from various corporations, especially from, corp- from uh, the corporation of the United States of America, this uh, bankrupt corporation, Father God. They, this bankrupt corporation may be just like Pharaoh going into the Red Sea. They may be going into the Red Sea of default, Father God, especially if the government is closed down, Father God, because he said we're supposed to be blessed. Right, we've been reading Deuteronomy 28, and we'll be blessed if we lend to many nations, but do not borrow. But we've been a borrower for a long time from many nations, like Russia and China. Russia doesn't have any U.S. debt anymore. They got rid of it quite a while ago. They can see the handwriting on the wall. And China's been getting rid of it in a hurry, Father God. They want to move everything over, into, especially into gold, maybe silver, too. I don't know. But you know everything, Lord. We ask for your divine help and adjudication, Father God. And we thank you for intervening father because we're doing it because of the blood of the covenant and what how does that how, how does that affect things because um the king of kings and lord of lords shed his precious precious holy 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 blood the blood of the only creator god for each of us when he hung on that tree unto thee O god do we give thanks unto thee unto thee do we give thanks so that thy name is near written in the blood of the lamb thy wondrous works declare and you said for prom- promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. For God is the judge. He putteth down one, he setteth up another. 
For the hand of, in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture. He poureth out the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. And the last verse of Psalm 75, And all the horns of the wicked also will I, the Lord says, will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. And we thank you, Lord, for hastening your word to perform it. We thank you, Lord, for cutting off the strength of the wicked, Father God. Those that are cutting their own financial throats, as it were, not physically, with destroying these corporations, Father God, these people, even the, the, the person who was a very wealthy businessman in um, Seattle or somewhere out west, Father God, when, when uh, uh, those um, people were burning down buildings, he was encouraging that. Yeah, defund the police, they do all that. And then his company is bankrupt. The company that made him wealthy is bankrupt. So, Father God, you know how to deal with these people, Father God, that, that are involved with this global corporate uh, public-private partnership, Father God, it looks a lot like fascism. It looks a whole lot like Nazis, Father God. It looks like a whole lot like trying to control people against their will, which is what? Witchcraft. That's all it is. So we speak blindness to God's enemy, muteness to God's enemy, and they only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to each and every one of us. It is written, there shall be created things, shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. We plead that blood. We thank you for your glory for defense, Father. Thank you for with the being a wall of fire round about and the glory of thank you for keeping us by the power of your name according to John seventeen eleven. Jesus says, I'm no more in the world but these in the world. Holy Father, keep to thy own name those whom thou hast given me that may be one as we are. Thank you for hiding us under the blood. All the benefits of Job twenty eight, seven and eight. And it is written, Thou shalt decree things, shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon their ways as a joint heir with Christ, according to Romans eight seventeen, and according to Job uh, twenty two twenty eight. Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. It's joined heirs with Christ. All your demonic spirits this time steal, kill, and destroy. Not just coming against the, the people in Ethiopia, the people working at CVS, the people that are trying to be thinking that this nation actually has a chance to have an honest election. Every ungodly spirit is bound. Every spirit of mind control is bound. Every spirit of gluttony. Every spirit of lust of flesh, lust of desire, pride of life, perversion. Every spirit of mammon is bound. Every marine spirit is bound. Asmodus, osmos, incubus, succubus, all the ungodly spirits bound. Pedophilia, every ungodly spirit is bound. Every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy. Coming against real human beings are bound. Every ungodly demon, you're bound. Confusion, division, division, confusion, division, confusion, division, confusion to the enemy's camp in Jesus' name because of the blood of covenant. In Jesus' name, even as, as the Lord has done that before, he's going to do it again. Because the Lord Jesus, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's written, Jesus says himself in Mark 3:26 and following, And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but hath an end. Yes, the CCP might not be completely in agreement with WEF, might not be completely in agreement with NATO. So no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, then he will spoil his house. You say to him, the strong men are bound, according to Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, in Jesus' name, because of the bloody covenant, in Jesus' name. And it is written in the book of Judges, chapter 7, beginning at verse 20. And the three companies blew the trumpets to break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. How about the sword of the word, word of the Lord and of Jesus Christ? And they stood, every man in his place, round about the camp. And the host ran and cried and fled. And the three hundred blew the trumpets. 
And the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow. Yes, all these demons fighting against themselves. Even uh, fled to Bethshitta in Zarath and to the border of Abihomahola. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of all Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. And we thank you, Father God, for causing the people, the actual saints, to wake up and do the spiritual warfare you're trying to teach us to do by, by the, with the great help at, at, uh, at Blog Talk uh, Radio with Pastor Sabrina and, and Pastor Bill, Father God. We thank you for teaching all of your sermons. We thank you for sending the Holy Ghost to guide us unto all truth. Thank you for every gift that you give us, especially the gifts of discernment. We ask you to give the gifts of discernment, especially to the children, even as Pastor Sabrina was alluding to, that they'll, they'll find those things that are, that are uh, displeasing to you to be displeasing to them whether it's uh, social media, whether it's food or drink, or whatever it is, Father God, that they'll find those things that are displeasing to you to be displeasing to them, and those things that are pleasing to you to be pleasing to them, perhaps. In Jesus' name. When I was just a child, I heard You die. 